This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, are you being ableist in your relationship? Are you so woke you need a nap? Does your man like that you're bi, but only when it's fun? And why we haven't watched Leaving Neverland? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. what's up nothing what's up with you i'm good i had like a really good saturday that's good of like chilling i did a little bit of cuddling i I walked the block for a little i went to get my phone i got a new phone i took a decent picture of my dog she looked different in the camera i'm like you are actually an adorable animal all i needed was a new phone yeah how was your day my day was good. I was just in the house, did some clean. Actually, I did a lot of cleaning. Mm. Dropped off my laundry. Mm. You know, well, that kind of Living thing. life. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, All right. Yes. Well, welcome, welcome to, to Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ew. If you would like to follow the conversation being had here on this here podcast, podcast. you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag TVQJ. You can use that on all the social meds. We love when you use it. We retweet it. We like it. We comment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then you can find out the T friends on that hashtag as well. We also want you to use the hashtag pod n which is a now listening hashtag that lets other people know you are listening to tea with queen and jay that's right Mm -hmm. this is a spot of tea episode and these are the episodes where we get in and we get out it's not a whole bunch of segments this allows us to do a podcast every week since we are a team of two two hey Ah, look at that look at that and here is your podcast for the week (laughs) (laughs) take it take it can you tell our tea friends what libations are yeah so libations are where we pour some for the homies the ancestors the people places and things that give us black joy those are our libations all right so jay what are your libations for today i have two libations my first libation um as you all know we have appeared on um grapevine a few times the grapevine thank Mm -hmm. you all so much again for having us on and to everybody who watches that that is a youtube series a panel show where millennials go on and talk shit about whatever shit there is to be talked about Mm so um we are appreciative to be on that show on occasion but this week they dropped an episode we're not on that episode but they had a really amazing discussion about the uh jesse smollett scandal yeah. is his name smollett or smollett i don't know as i was asking you i was looking at you I'm wondering like, why, why am i, I asking you, you? Asking i know that's not even about... your lane to know those things yeah i don't know sorry i pronounce things the way i want to okay all right so smollett or smollett um smollett oh sorry i said that in the tone of dipset go ahead <laughs> Uh, anyway, they had a really uh, comprehensive discussion about that scandal. I think that that is my favorite episode mm-hmm. of um, The Grapevine. So please check that out. I thought that they had a well-rounded 
panel and it felt like as i was watching i was like yo this is a conversation Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's straight black men here talking it's gay black men here talking about discrimination about the ways in which we treat one another it just like i after i watched that i felt like like some shit had happened Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that felt really good to watch and it was no let's start a conversation motherfucker right it was no let's start a conversation ass niggas like they the conversation was set and they were talking about the conversation so i really did enjoy that a lot so i'll put the link to that episode in the show notes check it out if you are interested in um hearing black men have a conversation about Jesse Smalley. There, yeah. there, there are there are women on the panel, um, and they say valuable things as well. But I think this is the first time in a long time where I was watching like black men have a conversation. You watch black men. We watch black men have conversation, and someone stares the conversation into some. A troll ass nigga shows up and says something fucking dumb. Mm -hmm. It's a let's start the conversation ass nigga present saying something fucking dumb. I don't think that there's there's one particular let's start a conversation ass nigga. Mm-hmm. he wasn't on that episode so yeah. i thought that it was helpful not to have like a troll presence exactly. there so they were able to really just like talk. talk everybody could say like what was really on their mind and i really um i appreciated that a lot so it was cool yeah it was it was cool mm-hmm. it was cool so check that out mm-hmm. i also wanted to give a libation to i know we talk about the um black baddie brigade all the time that's our uh podcast crew uh, it's not an exclusive group we have a large well it is but but my point is we (laughs) fuck with other podcasters Mm -hmm. period we fuck with other podcasters while we throw a whole we throw an entire like black podcast meetup every year like that's a part of our work to be open and inviting and welcoming um to other podcasters independent podcasters in particular but i wanted to give a libation to our crew Inner Ho Uprising, ourselves, Team Queen and Jay, mm-hmm. Bag Ladies Podcast, Marsha's Plate Podcast, and Queer Walk Podcast. Um, That's why. Yeah, we are all excluding Queer Walk Podcast this year. This they're, year. This year, they're not at South by Southwest, but they're the ones who invited us last year and who yeah. sparked this whole, whole South thing. by Southwest yep. thing. Exactly. Yeah, but I wanted to pour libations for us as, in light of International Women's Day, as which just passed as black women who nurture and support one another. And this is something that we, we didn't know them before we started podcasting. We made a conscious effort to connect with other black women in podcasting. And so, and just, just a quick note, Marsha's plate podcast and inner whole uprising podcast are not all made up of women. I'm just saying black women because most of us are black women. Um, But we made a concerted effort to connect with other black podcasters, other black women in podcasting. And so this is where we landed with this crew of like badass podcasters. And we're all going to South by Southwest this year. And none of us would be going there without any one of us, you know, like this is a group thing. Like Mm -hmm. there's no one of us who is like, I'm going to South by Southwest. And so now you can come like, we all did this together. Like Mm -hmm. there's no one in the crew who this would be happening for without the the rest of the people in the crew. crew, You know what I'm saying? Like it's this whole web of like, 
we all did something that got us all to be out there. And mm-hmm. so that's something that I'm really thankful for and that I'm really proud of. Um, we do a lot of shit like that. Like I'm a lot of, cry. I'm not going to cry. Okay. I'm like, no, I'm just tired. I'm not okay, going to cry. Okay, Thank I'm you. Like, Thank oh, you for checking in. Okay. Thanks for checking in. Like, is that where we're going already? No, we're not. We're okay. not. We're not there. I'm not crying. Okay. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. Um, no, I'm not crying. Okay. But I feel like we have done a lot of stuff for one another Mm -hmm. that has helped each other accomplish different things. Um, So yeah, we do that throughout the year, but it's just really cool to see us all like doing this one like cool thing, you know? So I'm proud of that. Libations to us, libations to women all over the world who are like working together to get shit done and working together to help somebody else get ahead you know what i'm saying like all of our accomplishments are all of our fucking accomplishments like it's fucking it's fucking dope and it just adds to what we say here often about community and about dispelling the scarcity model yeah like there's literally room for all of us Mm -hmm. like literally yeah right now as far as the bad bitch brigade all of us have done something at south by southwest yeah all of us in the brigade yes and it, that's fucking yes. amazing you know and it's 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 yeah it just really um and it's not that we're so hard on for south by southwest but like yeah, we don't give it's about us it's about us it's not about it's south about by. us we so don't. it's it's a being at south by southwest is just a physical manifestation of the work that we put in throughout the year like just exactly. as podcasters yep. especially as people who don't yet make a full salary from what we do mm-hmm. as podcasters. It's just one of those things that's like, oh, wow, this is something that we did. Yeah. This is something that we got to do. So, yeah, so just like anything that happens for us individually, like when somebody gets a job or somebody wins a fellowship or somebody is like learn this new thing or working on this, this new project thing. or whatever, like all of that shit enhances us as a fucking group of bitches that help one another out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just feels fucking dope you sure you're not gonna cry i'm really not gonna cry it feels dope it feels amazing and i feel like fed from that shit okay that's my libations what are your libations this week my libations is something short and sweet but um it is the woman on my facebook i can't remember you all individually but black women on my facebook black women on my facebook months ago when i was like trying to figure out with shade of Fenty foundation to wear. Mm-hmm. You helped me figure out my shade. And then today I was like, hey, y'all help me find my Fenty foundation. I need concealer now. What mm-hmm. do I need? And they all jumped in and they had me. And I got the found I got the concealer and it is my color. So So the concealer that you got, I love that. I love that um libation. I didn't know that it like So you got the accompanying concealer. Yeah, but when okay. I had when I first got the foundation and I didn't it wasn't like that. I didn't Right. See the the ones yeah, this is a new they didn't have the one that you bought today. Uh-huh. That wasn't out yet. Oh, okay. All right. She cool. had a different like foundation stick that they weren't pairing. Yeah, I have that way. I have the stick, but it's not I don't use it for concealer, I use it for whatever you use the darker one for. I don't oh, okay. know. I don't know the makeup Contouring. Works. Yes. Yeah. Um but when Oh, is that what gives you that like you be looking like you have like fucking glitter or pearl oh, mixed no, into that's, it? That's um, a bronzer thing. That's highlighter looks really good yeah you actually gave that to me nice yeah nice but what was i saying oh when we got our makeup done i noticed that she was using the concealer but it was like um 
like lip gloss mm-hmm. like that kind of bottle with the yeah. thing and that just seemed more feasible for me to mm-hmm. use so i'm like okay maybe i should look for concealer like that mm-hmm. um so that's when i saw a that's why I asked Facebook, like, what shade? I didn't know there was things. And mm-hmm. someone was like, no, they, they, it now comes yeah. with the thing. Yeah, I bought some today. Um, I feel mad empowered and shit. Yeah, so then I got my concealer. But, like, I appreciate you helping me figure out the shade stuff because I don't, like, I know how to do my makeup, but mm-hmm. I don't know makeup. Yeah, me neither. Like, I don't know what these names and shit that y'all have for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know y'all do, so I'll just be asking y'all. Mm-hmm. And it was helpful. So thank you, black women on my Facebook Libations to y'all. Yes, libations to y'all. Libations to Rihanna. I also joined the Fenty family today. Welcome. Thank you. My MAC foundation ran out and I had that for free mm-hmm. or at low cost. And that is not <laughs> happening anymore. And so I was like, oh, now I can like, if I'm going to spend money, I can like give it, pay black women. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to yeah. do that. And I'm excited mm-hmm. and I hope that it works and it looks amazing on me. So yes, you know. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Do you want to tell folks about how and why they should donate to Tea with yes. Queen and J podcast. Yes, I do. So the reasons why we ask for donations is because it helps to sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this here podcast. If you would like to donate, you can go to our website, teawithqueenandj.com. Scroll down on our homepage, and there's where we give you two options. Two. The first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can come however many times you want. Hey. <laughs> You're nasty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, drop some money in a collection plate there's no commitment there and then our other option is our Patreon option and that's where we're asking for a little bit more commitment we're only asking for $2 a month $2 you can give more or less that is at your discretion but we're only asking for 2 those are the ways that you could t- donate to Tea with Queen and Jay monetarily. There's other ways to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that doesn't require money and that is by rating us on Apple Podcasts CastBox SoundCloud leaving comments Pressing likes. You can subscribe. Make this shit permanent. Share this podcast. Tell a friend. Tag us in those posts that say, what podcast you listen to? Mm-hmm. Tell someone to write about us. You write about us. It's mad ways for, for you to donate to TV and J by not spending money. And we appreciate those just as much as the money. Sure do. All right. So I have some donation libations you this you're week. You're quite wired. You're not quite wired. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. I, he's problematic as fuck. As fuck. Oh boy. Where's his documentary? <laughs> I think his, his shenanigans are well documented. You're right. Donation libations for this week. We have new Patreon subscribers. Yo, y'all flooded our Patreon. Yes. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And this shit is like incredibly timely because <laughs> things pop up. Yes. And we're like, yo, what the fuck is this? this? We didn't plan for this $300 expense. (laughs) Anyway, so Alejandra upped their pledge. Thank you so much, Alejandra. We appreciate you. you. Kenneth, subscribe. Thank you. Angela, Judy, and Loki also upped their pledge. And Shannon is a new subscriber. So thank you all so much. We really, really appreciate you and all of your donations. We have some new PayPal donations this week amira thank you so much amira or amira thank you dow broke us off thank you so much um dow says love you and appreciate you so much we appreciate you back thank you thank you thank you the homie and Stephen harris broke us off on the paypal and he says for whatever you need homies i got you thank you Stephen. we appreciate you quelly says 
Hey, I hope this helps with travel to South by Southwest. I appreciate you both and support what you're doing. Thank you so much, Quelly. We appreciate thank you. Y'all. And we did put that directly towards our travel. So thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. And then we have a donation from Auntie Mame, I would say, um, M-A-M-E. And they say, Queen and Jay, this donation goes toward expanding your dining choices at South by Southwest. Thank you both for your voices. Your Auntie Mame. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. I will be you. getting some lamb chops. Okay. Because I don't eat steak. I was thinking of like meats the expensive to expensive stuff. When you go on a date and you're like, mm, lobster. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm having that. Okay. You never done that on a date? No, I just get what I want to eat. If it be... Depends. Sometimes I wait to see what they order in so I can see what grade of uh food, like what you know, like where are we on this menu of ordering? You know gotcha. what I'm saying? I don't know. Depends on how I feel. Depends on how I feel. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> also, Erica signed up for our Patreon. Um, she signed up a while back, but I'm just I just now got her message mm-hmm. and Erica says, "Thank you. I just signed up for the monthly Patreon donation. I work in a stuffy ass white ass office and y'all give me life. I so appreciate feeling like I'm surrounded by my sisters with you both in my ear throughout the day." Sisters with a a a with a a h s. I just wanted to Okay. Let the listeners know. Thank you. Yes. Sisters, yes. Both in my ear throughout the day. Thank you for that. Much love to you two beautiful people, Erica. And Erica is at Afros and Baby Toes on Instagram. And she's a throwback. And we've been following each other on Instagram, like via our T with Queen and J page for a really long time. And her kids are fucking adorable. And her uh, house is fucking adorable. And that's what you do on Instagram. You You mind people's business. Yeah, but... (laughs) (laughs) Could you leave her alone? Oh, okay. Cool. (laughs) So that's Erica. Thank you so much, girl. We appreciate you. Yes. And... When this episode... When y'all listening to this episode... Yes, yes, yes. Is that South by? That's right. We are at South by Southwest right now. This is pre-recorded. So we are out there... Hopefully drinking juice and water, minding our business, preparing for the live show, hanging out with our girls, laughing and shit, joking, high-fiving one another at the expense of niggas. We don't high-five. I high-five sometimes. Me and Diamond are going to high-five just because. (laughs) No, Diamond's going to high-five because you are, and Diamond's going to be like, okay. (laughs) And And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I picked Diamond because she's the tallest, and she will high-five with me, and we can meet each other. You know, in a high five. Okay. Anyway, we're at South by Southwest right now. Because we taking over. Water a tay, what a tie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. I'm glad to join you. Okay. So, South by Southwest, we have three events left. Um, The homies at Inner Ho Uprising did like a last minute live, live show, show on the podcast I'm stage. Sure so, I can't wait to hear it. Yes. That. I'm super excited about that. So, that has already happened. Sam from Inner Ho Uprising Podcast has organized a panel called Where Are the Black Scents? And Queen will be one of the panelists. I'm doing a robot, guys. You can't see me. So oh, okay. Right. So Queen is one of the panelists for that session, along with Berry of Podcasts in Color. 
uh, Landy Watley, who is a doctoral candidate at Howard University, and they will be talking about the lack of black sense in podcasting. And so black sense being quote unquote, black sounding voices or folks who use AAVE. We have been talking about that on this podcast for a long time and all of the um, bad bitch brigade or black baddie brigade or whatever y'all want to call us or whatever we call ourselves that day has been talking about this type of thing on their podcast as well. Um, How most of the voices in podcasting often sound like white. Yeah. Very white and very specifically a certain type of sound um, and NPR type voice and people who operate outside of that are often denied access from whatever funds are available within the podcasting industry, jobs, and all kind of shit. Yep. So um, they're going to talk about that. I can't fucking wait. And Wednesday, Wednesday yep, March that's, 13th. Mm-hmm, Wednesday, March 13th at 11 a.m. So please be there if you are a South by Southwest, South by Southwest badge holder. Please put that on your schedule. Directly after that panel, a legit two-minute walk away um, at 12.30 is our Tea with Queen and Jay live show. I don't know how to do that horn, so. Oh, I reject the horn. I I like the horn. I I just, yeah, I don't want to. Now I got to do the horn so people know the horn. That, the air horn. Okay, March 13th at 12.30 p.m., we will be on the podcast stage with special guests Diamond Styles of Marsha's Plate Podcast and Estephanie of Bag Ladies Podcast, and we are going to have a black-ass good time on the stage at South by Southwest. We're super excited. We'll be um, in the JW Marriott in the Brazos room, so Mm -hmm. catch us there on the podcast stage. Mm -hmm. Put us on your calendar. Lastly, lastly, if... You do not have a South by Southwest badge, but you want to come and say what's up to us and see how we're doing. You're going to be in Austin, Texas. You want to get involved. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a badge, you can come through to our Pod and Live South by Southwest slash Pods in Color meetup with Berry of Podcasts in Color. The whole Marsha's Plate podcast crew will be there. That's Mia, Diamond, and Z. As Stephanie of Bag Lady, Sam of Inner Hole Uprising, yeah, and T with Queen and Jay. <laughs> we will all be there at the meetup. So please come say what's up, have a drink. We will be um at Leech at Leech's Cantina from five to eight PM. That is also on Wednesday, March thirteenth. Please come through. It's open to the public. It's free and open to the public. If yes. you listen to our podcast or listen to any one of the podcasts who is who are there, if you listen to other podcasts, but you just want to come and say what's up. If you're a podcaster and you want to come and talk to other podcasters, if you're thinking about starting a podcast. All of that shit. Come through. Yes. It is the place for you. That's what's up. We want to meet you. I want to high five you. And I would like to see pictures of your cat. Okay. I like cats. Or dogs. Dogs are cool too. So come through. We want to see you. It's two other events going on. um, Black women centered events. Because we like to find some black ass events to be with other black women and folks. We will be at the Blossom and Soul Natural Hair Fest. This is a not this is not a South by Southwest event, so you can get a ticket and stuff to go there. Um, yeah, so we're gonna go there, have fun, be around black folks, talk about black hair, mm-hmm. probably get some free hair products and shit like that. Who knows? Um, if you want to go to that, you can go to their Instagram, and that's Blossom and Soul Fest at Blossom and Soul Fest mm-hmm. on Instagram. And Soul there. is spelled S O L. Yes, like the sun in Spanish. Yes. Also, 
this is a part of the South by Southwest festival. You do have, they do, they give priority to if you do have a blast. This is another event. Carefree Black Girl is kicking off their Carefree Black Girl cookout tour at South by Southwest with a showcase at the Palm Door on Six Patio. Um, Baby Mother will be performing. Quan will be performing as a homegirl. And there'll be other performers, vendors, dope DJs, and all of that shit. You can pay a cover if you don't have a badge. It does give priority to people who have badges. But that's another black-ass space for you to be at South by Southwest if you're in Austin this week, weekend, mm-hmm. however long this festival is. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. So let's get into the show. All right. So, Jay, what kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking a chai latte, a cold chai latte. What are you drinking? I'm drinking the same thing because oh you made God. it for us. Look at you're that. like such a great host. That's what I try and do, you know. Yeah, you know. Tea with Queen and Jay. HQ. <laughs> Jay's apartment. That's what we're doing. Jay, what are your pronouns? Ooh, my pronouns are she, her, they, them. What are your pronouns? She and her. Am. What do you affirm for yourself, Jay? I affirm, as always, that I am not a lady. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that I'm healthy, I'm happy, and I am rich. My rent is paid, and all of my bills are paid. My rent is paid for the year. The year. And all of my bills are paid for the year. There is no scarcity. There is no weakness. Okay? (laughs) No debt. No debt. Just abundance and mad hands. My hands are open for receiving. Mm-hmm. My heart is open for receiving. Aww. And it's going to be all type of like money pouring down and love pouring down and abundance pouring down. I like this. A shoulder yeah, moves. Yeah, I see it. Shoulder moves. What you know that? what I'm saying? What so all of that good shit. Uh, what are you affirming for yourself this week? So I'm affirming that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I'm enough. I'm affirming that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I affirm that I'm in a healthy relationship that will continue to grow stronger. Hey, mm-hmm. boo. Hey, boo. I also affirm that whoever keeps paying R. Kelly's fucking bail is also going to pay off my debt and fix my credit. Oh. I affirm that too. Because they got money to fucking throw away. Mm-hmm. Throw that shit over here. Mm-hmm. Shit. Because I got bills to pay. All right. That's less than 170K. Okay. But okay. Right? Okay. Okay. So I affirm that. Y'all could have used that. <laughs> that could have that could have like gone to black women. That could have gone anywhere, but you know whatever. whatever. I guess the only thing that absolves is that it was child support, so it went to that woman and the children. But true. the fuck, true, true, true. Oh, this is an affirmation. This is good times. Yes, good times. Yes. Happiness. <laughs> okay, cool. I like those affirmations. Yes, I really like yours too. Thank you. Speaking of the wretched, so the Michael Jackson. Uh, documentary came out leaving neverland i'm gonna trick we didn't watch it so we're not getting ready to talk about that but just a general trigger Trigger warning warning for um child sexual abuse yes yes pedophilia and i'm gonna say general sexual abuse and trauma because i don't know where this conversation is gonna go And so we're going to talk about that for a little while and then we're going to get into other shit that is not related to that shit okay so all right. We will put timestamps in the show notes for when we stop talking about Michael Jackson. Facts. If you want to skip over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, as you, as I said, we didn't watch it. No. Do you plan on watching it? I don't plan on watching it. Okay. I think I'm at a point where everything is triggering me mm-hmm. too much. Okay. And I just can't. So, like, when I would listen to other podcasts talk about it, I would feel uncomfortable and I would have to stop 
the podcast, like when I was listening to Marsha's Plate and they were talking mm-hmm. about it, even when they was talking about it on a read, I got skipped. Mm-hmm. And if people just talking about the documentary is like triggering me or making me feel this, um, I guess, tense or um, uncomfortable or like, I don't even know how to explain the feeling that I'm getting. Okay. I, I know that watching the documentary is going to like, that's going to be that feeling tenfold. And I don't know if I want to make myself feel that way okay. or opt into, even though I do think I am into knowing the information, I don't think I'm ready to sit and I think kind of be traumatized or, um, See, I think because like when I watched the R. Kelly one, mm-hmm. I was it was a lot of trauma coming up for me, and okay. I remember texting you guys, and it was like, "Well, this is a lot. This is a lot." Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do that again. Okay, I don't. I don't know if yeah. I don't. I'm not sure if I'm ready to do that again. Maybe yeah. I need some time. Maybe I could watch it a few months from now. But mm-hmm. right now, I can't watch it. Yeah, yeah. How about you? you? So I didn't watch it just because I didn't have time to watch it, and also I would have. I, like there's stuff that brings me joy that I haven't had time to watch. Mm-hmm. So I would, that would not be like top priority, but it is on my list of stuff to watch purely. I would say as a media person, yeah. which is also why I watched the R Kelly doc documentary yeah. um, as somebody who is in this space. And like, we talk about that type of stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, and I happened to, thankfully when I watched the R Kelly thing, I happened to be in a safe space and I was like with my home girls and stuff. So I felt like I was supported uh-huh. watching it. Um, this is really hard and uncomfortable for me because I feel like, I feel like, as someone who is in my 30s, right? Because I feel like different people in different age groups have a different experience and connection, um, for lack of a better word, to Michael Jackson. Uh I feel like it is... I did not experience um, sexual abuse as a child Mm -hmm. um, or anything that I have reconciled as sexual abuse or whatever I'll say because, you know, every year... I'm like, oh, oh shit, shit, this was abuse. But anyhow, I didn't experience child sexual abuse. I did it. I did experience um, violence and emotional abuse and just general like um, like poor treatment. I would say like mm-hmm. I, I never. I don't think on my childhood as like a like a happy childhood. Mm-hmm. And so, Michael Jackson, the things that are so glaring about him being a potential pedophile are for for me as a child who didn't have a quote-unquote happy childhood I uh, had happy times I don't want to like I don't want to paint it like that because I had happy times mm-hmm. I had a good time with my siblings I had good moments with my parents um but I don't describe my childhood as like a happy childhood I just wouldn't mm-hmm. for someone like Michael Jackson who was to a child like me a representation of this person puts children first in a child's mind, right? So me looking at him as a child was like, this is somebody who likes kids, who wants to spend time with kids, who wants to put them first. He's all about kids, yada, yada, yada. For someone who was processing that imagery and that um, 
presentation of him. Yeah. It's hard to reconcile the um, possibility. And for many who have watched this documentary now, consider it a fact. Yeah. That all of those things that made me feel so good about him as a kid mm-hmm. are the things that make him a monster um, mm-hmm. now. So, and and that difficulty doesn't make it impossible for me to say, you know, if I do feel like I come to that conclusion, I don't know, I haven't seen the documentary yeah. and I feel like a lot of the things that were happening with Michael, I was too young to take in that information and decipher, oh yeah, this is clearly problematic. This is clearly a pedophile. This is, you know what I'm saying? Like I just didn't, those are not the conclusions that I came to as a young person. Yeah. And so I'm willing and open to revisiting all of that. Mm -hmm. It's just really difficult and I need to be um, in a comfortable safe space when I review it. And I also feel Mm -hmm. like this is my problem with a lot of people who over the years um, were not willing, and even now, to acknowledge that R. Kelly is a fucking, like, rapist, a pedophile, whatever. Shut up. Like, some of y'all are still working this out and processing it. Like, it's okay to shut up. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like for a long time before this documentary, I was still processing, like, there there are people for whom... Michael Jackson is a trigger. His mere existence is a trigger. So I had stopped, I would say, maybe over the last, like, maybe year or two, like, talking about him. He's, like, a part of my life. Yeah, he's a part of my life. So it's not uncommon for me to, like, reference Michael Jackson, for him to be, like, a constant presence in whatever I'm doing or talking about. So I stopped kind of doing that. I stopped using uh, Michael Jackson gifs or, like, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? When I remembered, you know, I would try to be more conscious of that because I didn't want to trigger anyone else's pain or whatever, that kind of thing. Even though for myself, I'm still processing what does this shit mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is is this like for real or whatever? Um, And so I think that people like me who are still processing this, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important for us to be quiet. And so... um, while I am still processing this, I am going to be quiet. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I am going to watch the documentary and see what happens and see how I feel about it, you know? But I did want to express, like, that's kind of... Because people have also been talking about, oh, well, everybody has something something to say with R. Kelly and now black women are being silent or whatever. I think that... I think there's a way to talk about maybe why you're being silent yeah. without being um, disrespectful to victims of sexual assault and exactly. abuse, disrespectful to, because the reality is, the reality is none of us know what happened except for Michael Jackson, the victims, niggas that was around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and again, I'm saying this as somebody who did not watch the documentary yet mm-hmm. right so maybe we do know right maybe it was a, a, like enough shit in there and niggas know what happened or whatever i i don't know what happened and so i don't know where i was going with that my point is be quiet yeah be quiet i think oh right yes i think it's a way to to say why you are being quiet without again being disrespectful to um people who who for them this is their truth yeah you know i think from hearing you speak it makes me 
kind of pinpoint the part that makes me most uncomfortable Mm -hmm. about revisiting it is because my understanding of grooming Mm -hmm. is at a place where it never was before yeah so now i and i know that i was groomed so like now from what i know about michael jackson based on all of these like from my life Mm -hmm. of knowing michael jackson a lot of that stuff when it comes to him and children just reminds me of grooming things and it and it becomes very personal for me Mm -hmm. so that's what makes me very uncomfortable because i've lived that um so when i went into the r kelly documentary i wasn't expecting it to be so personal personal for me Mm -hmm. and i don't think i could revisit that like so soon yeah like i need i need some time Mm -hmm. like so that's the piece for me that makes it makes it so like uh i can't because i know what being groomed is like i know what that looks like i know how you could not even be aware that you're being groomed, how people around you cannot even realize that someone is grooming you. Like, that's something that happens out in the open. Um, and now, as an adult, when I look back on some of the... Not not even, not even in a direct sexual abuse allegations, mm-hmm. but just the way these relationships um, between him and these children are look like a lot of grooming that i've experienced um so that's the piece that gets really personal for me and i don't Mm -hmm. mean to center myself in this but it just makes it too personal and like way too triggering too triggering for me to even like i can't do it right now yeah and and then just for anybody um who is unfamiliar with the term grooming is basically to prepare reading like a definition right now but to prepare or train someone for a particular purpose or activity right so that's the more general conversation around it and then if we're talking about pedophilia to prepare a child um for a meeting, especially via internet or chat and i think this this language specifically that i've pulled up from google i think is um it kind of leans into the rape culture mm-hmm. a little bit because it doesn't include, it doesn't include, I think, grooming of underage girls. Like, yeah. I think the way this is talking about, like, like, we know that R. Kelly is a pedophile, but I think even when we talk about somebody who is, like, 17, like, mm-hmm. which maybe doesn't fit into, like, the, the idea of, like, pedophilia, but mm-hmm. just, like, grooming a young person to be what you want them to be exactly. because you can do that as an older person, yes. which is why that dynamic mm-hmm. is problematic yeah. and, um, then also, and dangerous. I would attest to that making the, making the person whom you're grooming think that this behavior is okay. Right. And this behavior is normal. Mm-hmm. And this is what adults do, or this is what people who care about each other do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so right. it's, it's like even more than just making yeah. them be the person you want them to be. So please Google Google that term if you're not familiar with it and like read up on it a yeah. little bit. I just wanted to um, mention, like just give a quick description of what it was for people who had never heard it before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you all have watched it, I guess you can either wait until we watch it if you have stuff to say or if you want to send us your comments or t-mail about the situation thoughtfully. If you yes. want to send us thoughtful stuff, you can. Please don't do... Um, like when it comes to this topic, like maybe just an information dump of like everything that's in your head. If you have something that you think 
is important to Tea with Queen and Jade to know or something that will add value to the conversation that we are having about this, please yeah. feel free to send us email. But please be thoughtful of like what, what our personal said. triggers yeah. are as that have been described or what they could be. And please don't just tag us in random shit mm-hmm. when it comes to this yeah. because you don't know if me or Jay are going to... You don't know what's going to trigger either right. of us. Um, so like if... We just need context. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So please. Yeah. Unless y'all attacking us, just general practice. Unless y'all attacking us in something that is obviously fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Then please give us a description. Yes. Okay. E- and if it's something that is obviously hilarious to you and you're not sure if we'll find it funny, a simple, I thought this was funny will help so that we know what the fuck are we like going, going into, into kind of thing. Word. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. thanks y'all for that. Oh, and you can send T-mail, as always, to twithqueenandj at gmail.com. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so let's take a little break. Let's do that. Come take a breather. Come back fresh. And moisturize. Hey. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. <laughs> do you know what this year is? What every year is all about. Yeah, but like. Giving black women year. your money. Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay. yo. Okay, so, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron. Or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. we will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time all right so speaking of t-mail so we got a letter and there's a question in here so i'm gonna get into it you ready yep greetings queen hey jay hey hey I hope that all is well with you both. As always, I continue to learn so much from the both of you. You both are very instrumental in me unlearning many things that should not be custom in the first place. I sincerely thank you both for that. As you know, life has intersections and I'm currently experiencing one romantically. I'm an able-bodied, if that is the right word, black 20-something-year-old woman who enjoys dating. I'm currently dating a fine-ass black man who treats me right, consistent, throws good D. Hey, that's their words. Hey, I'm also excited for you. So, hey, and unfortunately suffers from epilepsy. His case is extreme and he does not work, which is, of course, fine. 
He receives disability, so he has income, even though at this moment, that is none of my business. I know that income does not make a man a man, but I cannot help but wonder how finances will play out once we become more serious if we do. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a millionaire, as I try my best to maintain, but I would be lying if I said I did not think of this. I guess my question is, if it came down to it, could I marry someone who cannot quote unquote work a job due to health reasons? My answer is yes, but I'm conflicted because, well, capitalism, please help. Thank you for trusting us with this question. Yeah, thank you. Um, do you want to start? Yeah, I can start. Okay. Um, so, shout out to you for having a man. Yes. Who see who treats you right. Who's and fine, who's consistent. Stuff, this is know? a blessing. Yes. Um, so, I just wanted to make sure, you know, I big love to you for that. Um, so, when it comes to... The working the job thing. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of how we tap into, um, I guess, patriarchy mm-hmm. and what um, patriarchy, I guess, heteronormative, what gender roles are supposed to be or yeah. what a straight relationship is supposed to look like. Okay. And I think that maybe you need to like think more outside of that. Like, why... I know that you know that like a job or money doesn't make a man, but I feel like because we live in this world where it says that men are supposed to provide or um, and things like that, that maybe you're still kind of caught up in that. And I feel like especially since this person has a, a clear reason mm-hmm. why they do not work, then it's kind of like you should get over that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because it's not like... It's fucking Jody from Baby Boy. Just like <laughs> Jody. <laughs> Jody from Baby Boy just like sitting on your couch eating all the cereals, eating all the kids' snacks. Drinking and shit. your fucking juice. They why do they always drink all the fucking juice? The first and leave thing a fucking take. corner and a fucking yep. carton yep. and shit. Mm-hmm. You can't even it. leave a corner of juice and they find a way. They find a way to just leave one fucking corner of bev. Fucking juice. Twack. You know, so I think that. And I'm thinking as I'm 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 saying this, mm-hmm. um, but like I think if you break away from that, like what gender roles are supposed to be, or or what that relationship is supposed to be, like as far as who's a provider in quotations and who makes what money, um, this person cannot work. Yeah, like you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what do you think? A few different things. One, I think, has to do with, like, the balance of, like, labor. And we kind of talked... We talked a little bit about labor last week, and we talk about it here every now and then. But, like, labor in terms of, like, what kind of emotional labor do you have to do in this relationship? Mm -hmm. What kind of, like... Because there's more to labor than just, like, your J-O-B, right? So if this person makes it so that you're not doing a shit ton of emotional labor, which is ideal in any relationship, you don't want, like... Either one of you shouldn't have to be like working overtime, emotional labor, especially at the start of a new relationship, right? Um, This is when you are getting to know each other and yada, yada, yada. And then maybe later on, you know, things are going to happen. You will have to do emotional labor in any healthy relationship. At some point it happens. Mm -hmm. But is are you the one who's doing the heavy lifting? Like, does he have other issues besides being a disabled person? Is he a burden in other ways? You know what I'm saying? Because he actually doesn't sound like a burden in this way at all. But are there other things about him that make him feel like a burden? Because I feel like 
it's nice when you're in a relationship and it's like, wow, this feels easy, right? And so easy doesn't have to be like your finances are taken care of or all of that stuff or whatever. But like, do you emotionally feel safe? Do you feel safe? Do you feel okay? Do you feel happy? Do you enjoy spending time with this person? Is he a fucking um, time suck, energy suck? a fucking spiritual vampire and shit, or does he pour into you? You know what I'm saying? So I think that it's important to think about other aspects of labor that take place. Do you have to, I'm not sure of the details of this particular disability, but does it also mean that you have to do all of the um, housework or whatever? I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that that's also a conversation for later down the line, but Think about all the different aspects of labor, emotional labor, spiritual labor. What does labor look like in the home? Like that type of stuff. Yeah. And then you can truly determine, I think, what you are willing to manage. You know what I'm saying? Because I, yeah, I don't think that the job thing is supreme, but also, right. Also, I think that you should be honest with yourself. I think you should really take time and think about this. And if you realize that you are not that kind of person, like if you don't have the um, social bandwidth to date someone who is not making more than you, like if you still fucks with the patriarchy in that way, Mm -hmm. if you still fucks with it to where you feel like you need the man that you're dating to be making more than you or to be leaving the house every day to a job or whatever, then leave this man alone because it's somebody else. The thing that's funny, though, is that he could leave the house every day still. And not do shit. And not do shit. You know, yeah. like, cause it's like, and I don't want to... There's so many... From what you say about this person, um, there's so many men who are able-bodied. Yep. Who don't provide these other things yeah. that you said you needed for yourself? You know, mm-hmm. there's so many able-bodied men who, like Jay said, are vampires who like mm-hmm. suck, who who drain instead of pour into you. Um, and I feel like I don't know you personally, but I feel like you have took the time with those motherfuckers. You know, you have. You've taken the time with those motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, and and I'm not in this situation, but like. Why can't you? Yeah. Why can't you try here? Mm-hmm. Because and, I'm sure you have for people who are able-bodied, who could work, yeah. who could um, do these things, mm-hmm. and they didn't even have these other things that you thought was great about this person that you're dating right now. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like, um, it's different kind of work, but is it? actually more work you know what i mean yeah. like it's, it's different kind of work but mm-hmm. is it actually more work i think you need to like figure that out right and just um as a disclaimer this person i forget the full name the full subject of this email but they did include the term ableism in it so i think that they are aware that yeah. there is ableism mm-hmm. and privilege taking yeah. place in them even asking this, this question. question um so i did want to present that back to what you were saying about expectations and the patriarchy I think that a marriage doesn't have to mean that, like, your man is, like, financially taking care of stuff. I've dated so many men, so, like, just to pour some of my bullshit out there, Mm -hmm. I typically, because I don't generally feel safe, I like to, as a tall, I'm, I'm like, 5'9". I'm not particularly tall. I'm, I'm above average, but I'm not, like, mad tall, right? 
But as someone who is 5'9 and does not generally feel safe, I like to date men who are physically larger than me mm-hmm. because I feel safer when I'm dating someone who is taller, bigger, and can protect me physically in that way because I so rarely feel emotionally safe. Mm-hmm. So I like to date someone who is physically bigger than me and who is financially better off than I am mm-hmm. because that financial security makes me feel safe because I am so rarely emotionally, spiritually safe and all those other things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even though those are things that I prefer and that make me feel some level of safety, it is honestly something that I have been settling for because I have felt like I can't have emotional safety. I can't have um, spiritual safety, security. I can't have intimate safety or whatever you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so i was settling for these things that feel more grand they feel like requirements and they fit into like the patriarchy of like dating someone like bigger because i like to feel smaller and more petite because i so often feel like um somebody is treating me like oh she could handle it she could do it you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so i like to date a big nigga so you know you can physically do more than i can do so fucking go do that shit Mm -hmm. since you're gonna be garbage in every other way Mm -hmm. go and like like, you know, use your bigness for something and fucking buy my fucking dinner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, that's how I be feeling. That's not, that's not <laughs> And that's love. That's nigga. Not how that works. No, it's not. It's not. I, but sorry, sorry. I said all that to say I'm settling in that. You know what I'm saying? I'm settling in that. And even though that fits into physically sometimes something that looks good or whatever, like... I wasn't being fed. I wasn't feeling, I wasn't safe. Yeah. I wasn't really safe. You know what I'm saying? So just really, again, it's a reminder to think about like those those values and the things that we settle for. Because like Queen said, you could find somebody that's quote unquote able-bodied, but like, is that nigga able? Are they really doing shit? Are they a competent ass nigga? Like, are they consistent? Are they, you know, all those other things. And I think you should expand what you think a man is or like mm-hmm. what a man is as far as partnership to you so like i think about the way i was raised and my mother always made more money than my father and mm-hmm. my mother was always in school work my mother was always really really busy and it worked that my father was home more because we had mm-hmm. someone in the house we had someone to go to parent teachers night we had someone to fucking um, take us to the doctor. Like my dad did all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and he was still being like an equal parent, equal provider. It wasn't a monetary thing, but mm-hmm. he was still an equal provider in that space. Um, so like maybe like expand. Which, and you needed him. Yes, I yeah. needed him. Mm-hmm. And like if my mom wasn't married to my stepfather, there would have been no one in the house. Mm-hmm. It would have literally just been many of my siblings and who knows what the fuck would have been going yeah. on in the house. You and know if what she I'm was married to somebody who was not comfortable with that arrangement. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. So I know for me, growing up in that way, although I do require men to like spend money on me and shit like that, but that's because that's how I, um, that's how I engage with like, I guess like getting back at the patriarchy mm-hmm. or like in that way, like y'all this pussy bites back. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, it, no, it doesn't. No, it does not. Sorry, bite that's, back. that's white feminism. My bad. No, it doesn't. But I always find that funny. All right, sorry. <laughs> no, go it ahead. doesn't. Go ahead. But like, that's generally how I, 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 I guess attack the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm getting paid less than you anyway, so you're gonna spend this money, or you trash anyway, so I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna get my money and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I think that's why I'm comfortable with expanding what that looks like for me and my partner. Like I've had, I've, I've had boyfriends or dated men who didn't have lots of money, but I knew that because they fucked with me, mm-hmm. that they would do whatever they, whatever they could for me. Yeah. Like, cause you could fuck, I fucked with guys with mad money and that doesn't mean they was giving it to me or that mm-hmm. they, it was for me. Like if we're on a date, of course they're going to spend the money cause we're there together. But how much do you care about me outside of us being in the same space mm-hmm. to like, care about me monetarily you know you get Mm -hmm. what i'm saying right so like just i think kind of expand your idea of what your partner is supposed to provide for you Mm -hmm. like it's not shouldn't just be a monetary thing um it should be lots of different things and even if it's not monetarily at all if all those other things are full as fuck then i don't think the monetary thing is going to matter as much you Mm -hmm. know um i'm just saying and it's not like he's not it's not like they don't have an income either. Right. They do have an income. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because it's not as much as yours, we don't know your income, doesn't mean, you know, anything. This person has a solid reason as to why they don't work. Mm-hmm. A lot of ancient motherfuckers who just ain't working because mm-hmm. they hobosexuals yep. and just be fucking bitches for places to live and shit. Zingerman. <laughs> like, Tell them. We're fucking... Bed sheets has window curtains and shit. Dusty Is motherfuckers. That, that's like, real dusty. You know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like this sounds like a good thing here. Go on, honey. Take, Take a, a chance. chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So, uh, good luck to you. And update us, yo. Yeah, word. Let give us know. Give us update. Let us know how this goes and what you think and how you feel and whatnot. All right, yeah. so we got another letter. You want to read this one yeah, or you want me to I read it? Read this okay. One. Peace, Queen and Jay. I'm ever so grateful to have been blessed to find your podcast. A quick search for womanist content, and here I am. I'm 32 years old from Philly and going through a divorce after 14 years of marriage. Married at 18 years old and dropped in Christianity as a child, but now liberated. I have three sons. I'm also a full time registered nurse and part time graduate student. For the first time in my adult life, I am consciously discovering myself. Mm-hmm. After 10 years of marriage, we opened up to ethical non-monogamy. Hey. Swinging was, swinging was very liberating experience for me at, at first because I married the second guy I ever dated. Plus, being pansexual, I was able to explore sexually in ways that I hadn't before. I met a woman while swinging and realized through that relationship that I was polyamorous and swinging didn't quite appeal to me anymore. When I wasn't delivering the FMF threesomes anymore, that's female, male, female, um, my exploration of myself, the way I loved and my sexuality became a burden to my ex. I suffered quite a bit of emotional abuse for taking the lead of my own life and while trying to coddle his masculinity in the process. When I was connecting with women and he benefited, it was great. Now my level of pro- now my level of pro- promiscuity that I show is not what he wants in a wife, and I'm a whore. That's fantastic because the level of toxicity of toxicity that he displays is not something that I will ever settle for in a partner again. I adore you both and appreciate the content that you put out. I signed up on Patreon and I'm very much looking forward to catching up on all the past episodes while looking out for the new ones. 
D from Philly. Hey, thank you, hey, D. Thanks, D. Thank you for coming to Patreon. And thank you for telling us your business because <laughs> this is exciting as fuck. I'm mad excited I'm for so you. Happy for yeah, her. this is great. And I love seeing us progress and grow. The hope, of course, is that our partners can grow with us or can accept that we change and can um, that we can all adjust to the growth and the changes that our partners make. But we know that everybody can't do that. And, and your partner sounds really selfish. Yeah. So glad you're out of that. Yeah. Because that just sounds really selfish. Mm-hmm. And self-serving. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. You're in danger, girl. But you already knew. That's you why already you knew you was in danger. So <laughs> you're out of here. So it sounds like this worked out. And it also sounds like him being wild toxic has made it easier for you to walk away without feeling um, like the guilt that a lot exactly. of divorcees or divorcees, I don't know, tend to feel, mm-hmm. especially in relationships where children are involved. So I'm very excited for you. And um, yeah, yo, I can't wait. Can't wait for what? For what's next for her. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I can't wait for what's next. And something yeah. else people don't like to talk about, like, this freedom from toxicity and this new stage of your life is going to be healthy for your children to witness you yes. growing and, and being healthy yes. and changing and mm-hmm. knowing that like you don't have to be the same person like exactly. for your whole life. That doesn't matter how old you are. You can grow and, and they change may see and all healthier of that. relationships around. Yeah. Them. They may see healthier romantic relationships mm-hmm. around them, which is like great. I yeah. love it. I'm yeah, excited. Too. It's somebody right now in your same situation that's not leaving and suffering. So, so cheers for you, D. Cheers. We yes. celebrate you. We libate you. Excited. We appreciate you. And I also, I just like, I just like hearing, um, my assumption is you're a black woman. So I just like hearing other black non-monogamous people talk about the lives and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, yay. Talk that talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have a final T-mail, and this one is a question about the workplace. So here we go. First, I want to say I love your show and pray that all your affirmations come to fruition. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you. And they will. Now for the mess. Last episode is actually a few episodes back. You discussed how blacks should support each other in the office. Unfortunately, at my job, I am surrounded by a plethora of pick me's and self-hating blacks. Should we say what a pick me is real quick? Yeah. A pick me is generally a woman. Who appeases patriarchy so she could be chosen to be in a relationship or married or some shit like that. Perfect. That is excellent. Write that down. That's like the most <laughs> succinct um, definition of what a pick me is, yo. Yeah. yeah. Somebody write that down. Send it back to us. Tweet it. Quote tweet that shit so we can <laughs> we can retweet it and reshare. Make it a make a graphic for that, please. Also, so that we can put it on our IG. Put our logo on it. So yeah, can, please. So it can be shared. Thank you. you yeah, that was perfect. Okay, and self-hating blacks. Y'all met them. You know what that is. There is even a support group for employees of African descent, but they spend more time reinforcing white supremacy with a side of respectability politics. Basically, these folks are washed and I'm getting tired. (laughs) I do try my best to challenge their views and recommend they address their feelings of anti-blackness, but now it's at the point where it's me versus them. Some days, this is not the hill I want to die on, but I also don't want these folks making, um, parentheses, liberal-leaning white supremacists comfortable. 
Additionally, my industry, which is tech startup, seems to cultivate these kinds of folks like flies on shit. And um, they put the little shit emoji here. And when I blow it up on this thing, it actually looks like a little mound of blackface. Did you notice that? Because it has those red lips. It has those red lips. And I got to say, I feel like um, whoever created these emojis, that's not an accident. So we should revisit that. It's supposed to be chocolate, but we've made it shit. Oh, right. Maybe it's supposed to be fucking... Maybe it's supposed to be a fucking blackface emoji. It looks menstrually. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the smile should just be like a line. You ain't low. You ain't low. Anyway, this is not the letter writer's fault. Okay. (laughs) So they finish. They say, anyway, wanted to share and get your opinions. Also, I promise I won't quit checking these dry hair, black enterprise reading, (laughs) Steve Harvey show watching fools. Thanks for listening. Regards. And I'm going to leave that. Anonymous, because yeah. I don't want everybody to know um, that their coworker hates them. So there's mad people in the world of that name, but okay, that's true. You're right. You're right. But niggas think it's that nigga. It's gonna be a person with that name somewhere else, and they're gonna just hate them because they think it's this. They person. hate them anyway. They're self hating black. True. <laughs> You're right. They hate them anyway. They say self hating blacks. Hate that's me. They hate for us with it because neck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they hate their black gums. <laughs> They hate themselves. Okay, so what I do want to say is you mentioned feeling uncomfortable with the way that they engage with their white coworkers, with your white coworkers. Um, You said here, you also don't want these folks making liberal-leaning white supremacists comfortable. I have found freedom in not worrying about what other black people do in front of white people. Um, Because at the end of the day, when I'm worried about what this black person is doing to make another white person comfortable, that's me still worrying about white people. White people. And how they see me or how they see us or whatever. You're still centering them in our shit. Right. Centering them and centering their white supremacy and and their white fragility. Right? Because the fear is that, okay, so these black folks are going to coon and coddle in front of these white folks and tap dance or whatever. And then those white folks are going to come to you and treat you a certain way based on that. Or they're going to go out in the world and behave a certain way based on that. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, those white people, they already started at zero being racist or whack or whatever. And the reality is that black folks are not a monolith. So if they come to you with that same bullshit you know that that's not the way could it be not... me that's, sure. that's <laughs> right that's not even how yeah. you move so you don't have to worry about how those black people behave in front of those other white people you just continue to do you so i would let go of the burden of feeling like yeah. um yep. you know you're connected to them and they're gonna lump you in with them because that was gonna happen regardless you know what i'm saying and so just yeah just do you and don't worry about that piece yeah i agree and then it's like, it sounds like you're like giving yourself way too much work. Yeah. Way too much labor. And like, that's going to hurt your head. You're mm-hmm. going to have migraines and shit. Like, just, you're going to hurt your back. <laughs> Dragging <laughs> all them bags like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, that's a lot of labor. You're doing labor for the white people, mm-hmm. labor for the black people. Yep. Labor. It's just, it just sounds like a lot. And sometimes it's okay to just go to work, get your check and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, pick and choose when you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you should have more off time than on time when yeah. it comes to this. Because that's a lot and it's stressful. And, like, you can't be 
sound like you're trying to be the Malcolm X, Martin Luther King of the office, and that's not your job. Mm-mm. Your job is to do the job. File and TPS reports. Yes, and protect yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't save everybody. Like not all these hoes want to be saved, and this seems like the case yeah. here. Um, like kind of like worry about yourself. Worry about yourself, but also okay. So here's the piece of it because mm-hmm. really you wrote this letter in response to us talking about how to engage with black coworkers as a black person. And I think that though these black people are moving in anti-blackness and being pick me's and yada, 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 right? They are still your like black brothers and sisters or nibblings or siblings or whatever's. Um, and so that does not mean that when one of your black peers feels comfortable coming to you and saying, yo, so-and-so said this to me and it was while out of pocket saying something racist that yeah. a white co-worker said to them um yeah don't be like i tried to tell you and you were you're like oh psh, well good oh. luck with that girl you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, right exactly. so don't that, that. that's right. where that comes in is mm-hmm. that you can still be a um another safe black person to them mm-hmm. you can still be and i mean safe as in um Someone that other black people feel safe approaching and and you can still be open to them in that way without engaging with them in their anti-blackness and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's people who are going to be pick me's and anti-black until something happens to them. And then they should still be able to come to you and say, yo, this fucking thing happened. I just pictured that meme from The Wire. Sorry. (laughs) That Jeff Oh, oh shit. shit! Yeah, that's what's that gonna one. happen, right? That's what's gonna, gonna happen. To you, gonna yeah, to and I think that the um the black thing to do, like the thing that we do that we we're talking about in terms of like unity and shit, mm-hmm. is to hear them out and still be able to advise yes. them. Mm-hmm as a fellow black person and as the person you're kind of positioning yourself in this letter as someone um, who has a certain type of level of consciousness in comparison to these other black people at work. Yeah. And so I would say with that comes the responsibility of when they come to you with something that has happened to them of you as someone who has a certain level of consciousness saying, yes, this happened because it's a microaggression yeah. and da 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 da. So that's that's what I'm saying, and I'm not saying to you don't have to seek that out. Like just being there as a fellow black person and being open to it instead of when they approach you being like, here come one of these anti-black niggas. What? Yeah. Oh, that racist thing happened mm-hmm. to you? You fucking deserved it because you're a pick me and you're an anti-black. And that's the type of, you, right. That's the type <laughs> of like high horse, um, too woke for your own good. Too, somebody said you so woke, you need a nap. That shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's the type of thing that, that we think that you should like steer away from is not being so offended by the anti-blackness of other black people that you cannot still be show love and support when they come to you with black trauma yeah. and pain that has happened to them at the hands of white folks. Yeah, and that usually comes that that quality or what you're you're talking about mm-hmm. usually I think exists when marginalized people fully understand um people reacting to like white supremacy like you know it's not like i don't fuck with anti-blackness either like get that shit away from me but i know the root of what that is and Mm -hmm. why people are doing those things and so it makes me even when it hurts me 
kind of have a little bit of compassion yeah. for the other black person or or uh, you know other person of color. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all, not all of y'all, um, who participate in anti-blackness because I fully right. understand the birth of it, how it manifests. And the different ways that it kind of shows up. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. And 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 I'm not talking about... We're not talking about, like, black person who has been trying to harm you at work yeah, and throw you under the, that, under the bus. We're not talking about Uncle Ruckus. We're not talking about Steve from Django. Yeah. yeah that nigga deserves to Steve die. Even. We're not talking about Steve Harvey. <laughs> right. We're talking about... We're talking about people who have been passively anti-black and passively pick me in ways or, that uh, uh, they didn't throw you under the bus. Exactly. Or they're those people who think they're actively playing the game. Right. And that way... And then they're not even aware of the anti-blackness mm-hmm. and playing the game mm-hmm. or... How they're falling into patriarchy by playing the game, or mm-hmm. how they're falling into the faulty things of capitalism by playing the game. And a lot right. of people aren't aware of that because they don't realize that playing the game is actually playing themselves. You know? Yes. Um, you play the game, you play yourself. Yeah, like. That feels like the name of like a, um, a movie. A hood book? A hood book, yes. Yeah, right. A hood book, hood lit. Or like one of those straight to DVD, yeah. Vivica Fox movies. Yes, that be or like yeah. or Netflix. Netflix got a, a good. Like, oh, it's a whole, those. it's a whole yeah. run of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound like we should make that one. Okay. You play the game. You play yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh boy. gosh, we delight ourselves. We do. Thank you so much for this letter. Yeah, I enjoyed thank it. You. Mm-hmm, yeah, too. and I think this was a good. Yeah, that was a good point to add i think to that conversation of uh engaging with other black with other black people in the workplace Mm -hmm. because that's a hard thing too when you watch somebody like move in a way that is so like the antithesis of how you move and then they come to you with a problem like if you don't get your cooning ass out my face but you can't do that your head ass head ass right Out my face. Got it. Get your head ass, head ass, dead ass out my face. It's over for you, cornball. Okay. All right. We're done. So one of our listeners, um, Toy, sent us something. She said she was uh, at work, bored as hell. Um, And so she was looking at Black Women's Magazines. This is a black person, BT Dub. They actually said when they're bored at work at their job where they work with mostly white people. They um, scan black women's magazines online. So anyway, Toy came across this festival and sent it to us. It is, if you are in New York City, Apollo is doing Women of the World, a.k.a. WOW Festival. That is happening in Harlem, March 12th through the 17th. And I am reading this from Essence. Where can you go to hear black girls' issues discussed during the day and black joy and Black Girl Joy, Exalted at Night, Harlem, of course, founded in London and currently being held on five separate continents. The WOW Women of the World Festival is coming to the Apollo Theater later this month to not only connect amazing women with one another by giving them an opportunity to share their stories, but also applaud the power of their talent. Organizers of this year's New York Festival are placing Black women's voices at the forefront of the conversation by bringing together some of the most powerful thinkers for three days of dynamic panels, workshops, exciting stage performances. The festival, organized and curated by the Apollo, will also feature a comedy show dedicated to celebrating the spirit of women of the world through laughter. 
Al- singer Alice Smith and other performers will be sharing their talents this year alongside White House correspondent April Ryan, poet Nikki Giovanni, anthropologist Jeanette B. Cole, and educator and activist Angela Davis, who will be engaging in dialogues about how we can continue to work towards building and towards building a world where women are truly considered equal. Um, I'm going to leave the link to um, this Our Essence article about the event and a link to the actual event um, in the show notes. So a lot of those things are free with RSVP. Some of them have already sold out, but I looked through just to make sure it was worth mentioning. Some are sold out, but there's still a few events that you can RSVP to for free. There are a few ticketed events. You can buy a ticket to a few of the musical performances and a few of the the talks um they're still selling tickets too so please check it out we'll be at south by southwest but if you are in new york if you're in harlem if you can get to new york this sounds like a really cool experience and it's a lot of people who've never been to the apollo so like make a trip out of that that's one of our institutions uh landmarks that's still standing so we need to make sure that we are supporting these spaces so it's owned by you so, thanks for that, Jay. You're welcome. So, and thank you, Toy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Thanks, Toy. Yeah, thanks for sending that to us. Yes. We did a podcast, we yo. Did, we did a fucking show. So, make sure you are following us on all the social media. Mm-hmm. We are on Instagram and Twitter. That is at T with QJ. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Just search for T with Queen and Jay. Send us T mail. Our address is twithqueenandj at gmail.com. We love when you send us T mail. Um, visit our website, twithqueenandj.com, and there is where you could. Donate to our show, listen to the show, look at Pay Black Women. There's lots of stuff going on, on our website, so be, to, be sure to visit us there. Mm-hmm. What else do we say? It will be at South by Southwest. Again, if you can't make it, please feel free to like share that information. If you know people who are going to be at South by Southwest, please mm-hmm. have them like our session on their schedule. We've got other stuff coming up, y'all. We do. It's coming. And we take we're taking over, over, yo. If you're in New York City, we're doing Pod and Live NYC again on May 11th. Save the date for that. Ew. And we are doing our annual Juneteenth celebration on... Bo, bo, bo. Hey. I can do those. I like that. Wednesday, June 19th. Um, celebrate Juneteenth with us after work. We're doing that shit. So save the dates for now. Yes. And then we will be sending um, evites and putting all that shit together soon, yo. It's gonna be a lit year. It's already, it's already pretty lit. Let's get into these hashtags. Black Lives Matter. Stop killing trans women. Say her name. Disability too white. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't hit you. you Why o- I stay. You okay, sis? 4C forever. T with QJ, Pods in Color, Pod in. Queer Walk, Bag Ladies, Unpack BG, and the whole Uprising. Queer Walk Pod, Sexually Liberated Woman, Marsha's Plate. Black Panther So Lit. Hey, Forever. Black Love. Mm-hmm. I like that hashtag. Natural Hair. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Kinky Hair. Hashtag get some sleep. Mm-hmm. Hashtag wash your face. Hashtag mm-hmm. brush your teeth. Brush your fucking teeth, yo. Brush your teeth. Drink some water. Mm-hmm. Drink that water. And be fly. Don't be dry. That's right. That's right. I haven't said that in a while. I know you haven't said that in right? years, actually. Be fly. What was it? You just used to say be fly, don't be dry. Something yeah, something like that. Be fly. Where? I'm going to have to look that up. That was cute. Yeah, I'm going to bring that back. You say that a lot. People care now. I'll bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it back. Be fly, not dry. I, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. However I worded it, it was cute. It was mm-hmm. cute. That's from a way back. Okay. At least before this podcast. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Because I was a movie. I thought about it somewhere. I was like, Jay, you say that all the time. Yeah, stay fly and not dry, yo. Yeah. I think right. it was that. Something. I don't know. It was great, whatever it was. It was. Mm-hmm. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> and so are you niggas. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima. Thank you so much for listening. Y'all can do anything. Peace. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll tell you what freedom is to me. No fear. I mean, really, no fear. If I, if I could have that half of my life, no fear. Lots of children have no fear. That's the closest way, that's the only way I can describe it. That's not all of it. But it is something to really, really feel. Have you, have you, like, no. I've noticed. Like it. a new way of seeing. Like a new way of seeing something.